0: And even with the drinking the wine, you know, it's like two different, two different tastes that, like, have a lot of different meaning. The fact that it was bread, and then there's all these different scriptures about the bread of life. And then the fact that it was wine, and there's so many different parallels to being abiding in the vine and him being the vine dresser. I mean, that's not coincidental. Like, the Lord knew that every time we tasted it, we would have a connection with him and have visions of different parts. Mm. It's a beautiful expression of responding to God through our sense receptor. When we taste the bread, we're reminded that we're forgiven and that he took the punishment of sin upon us. In every sip of wine, we're reminded that we now have resurrection through his life and are fully alive. Fragrance. Okay. And, and I want to say that the internal, the external feeling and sensing the internal feeling and sensing and the um, mystical, they're all kind of, they, I felt like they all kind of combined. So they're going to combine even in while I'm talking about them, you're, It might be hard to separate what's external, what's internal, what's mystical, and you don't really have to separate it out. Like they they kind of flow together even while we're talking about scriptures. Um, Fragrance. So take a minute to think about the fact that there's about four hundred different olfactory nerve senses, and through the that's pretty mind-boggling, really, that smell things, and that there's over, she said that there were over three trillion different smells, and when we smell, it, but it's, it's part of the limbic system. I'm probably gonna, I'm like looking at Kim, because she probably would be able to explain this better than me <laughs> in your line of work. I don't know, ear, nose, <laughs> but, um, so, Our limbic system, when we smell something, it bypasses our amygdala. And so it actually goes straight to memories and emotions when we smell something. Um, It says, um, she said that when we smell something, we are 35% more likely to, like the sense of smell we're most likely to remember an event connected to the sense of smell. Like with seeing, it's like 5% chance that we'll remember. With hearing, it's 2% chance. Um, But with um, smelling something, it's like a 35% chance that we'll we'll connect to the memory. So, okay, just knowing that, do you think God would work through smells in people's lives? I think he would like and and even the fact that he created all these smells like to me it's like why wouldn't we expect him to speak to us through it and all throughout once you start to see this you're going to start seeing things in scripture like the lily of the valley the cedars of Lebanon like there are smells throughout scripture that if you once you begin to recognize it, they're there. You'll be like, "Whoa!" He talks about smells a lot in the Bible. Mm. Incense. That was one of the main things in the Old Testament with the Israelites. Like, and I'm, I'm like, I don't think about this a lot. I haven't thought about this a lot before I heard this teaching for the first time. But like, the temple smelled. And it probably smelled wonderful. It was this great combination of spices. And they kept the incense going night and day. So I think there were times the temple probably smelled like burnt sacrifices, which probably didn't smell very good because they were sacrificing often. And then there were other times that it smelled like beautiful incense. And and the Lord commanded that they keep the incense going 24 hours a day. It said that the incense was positioned between right beside the veil that separated the holy place from the most holy place. And, um, and, And then it's also mentioned in Revelation that the prayers of the saints are like incense. And so I just want us to start thinking about that. Like, how... Why would God use a smell to symbolize our prayers? And why does the God, like, there are so many places in the Bible where he says, your sacrifice is a pleasing aroma to me. So, I mean, I just, like, if smell matters to God, then it should matter to us. okay i'm going to start talking about internal sensing because it kind of they kind of flow together and when we talk about um our lives being like a fragrance rising up to god um that's kind of more of an internal not all of them are actual fragrances but they're like fragrances and so um God speaks through. Um, okay, I'm shifting a little bit from smell to our feelings. just because that's the order she took it in the book. But um, so we talked about Jesus being overwhelmed with compassion. There's several times in the gospel where it says that um. Jesus was moved with compassion. And so um, it says in um, Matthew 20, 34, Jesus was moved with compassion. He touched their eyes and immediately they regained sight. And another place it says, He landed and he saw the large crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And then he began to teach them. And then in Mark 141, it says he was moved with compassion. So he stretched out his hand and he touched the man and said, are you willing to be healed? Um, so have you, I think the question I want to ask is like, have you ever had an overwhelming sense of compassion come over you? Um, or deep, deep care for someone else. And I think a lot of times for me, a lot of times this happens in the place of prayer. It might be that God brings someone to mind and I feel this great compassion towards them. And um, other times um, I'm out and about. And again, like you were saying, like I'm drawn to someone. I don't know why I feel compassion towards them. But all of a sudden, I just feel some feeling well up in me towards that person. And I've learned to ask the Lord, what are you saying to me through this? And so feelings, just like we talked about seeing something, can be a trigger into conversation with the Lord. Our feelings can also be that. Um. I am a hospice nurse, and I think I'm overall a compassionate person, but I don't feel compassion like intensely like that all the time. Like, I love with compassion in my job, but occasionally out, I'm out and about on my day, and just one story was um, I was went to see one of my patients, and I got in the room, and I just welled up with compassion. Like, I just started, I just started to tear up, and I, and I was like, Lord, what is this? And I felt like, and how do I respond? Do I pray? So I begin to just pray for this man. And I knew it was close for him to, to pass away. Like, I knew it was the end of his life. And I felt like the Lord said, I want you to give him a bath. And I'm, I'm a nurse. Usually, the nurse's aides do that. And I was like, Oh, you do? <laughs> I was like, That's gonna take me longer than I have. That's immediately my thought was like, That's gonna take me a long time. And the Lord said, I want you to get him ready for his death. Today's the day he's gonna come, he's gonna cross the finish line. Like, I just, and I was like, I knew immediately, like, this is the day. And so I was like, okay. So I started to bathe him and I wept the entire time I was bathing him and I prayed the Lord would ready him. And it was a holy I mean it was a holy moment in that room. And because God is good, I fast forward to 4 hours later, I was with him and his wife When he went to be with Jesus. And so that would be an example of like responding to God in the moment with asking him, what do you want me to do with this? And sometimes, I mean, sometimes not that specific. It might just be pray or it might be encourage, but we want want our hearts to be tender to how he can speak through our feelings. Um okay, internal fragrance. Um so I think it's really important we talk about this because this I I have been I have met people that thought they couldn't hear God and when they heard that some people hear God through a flavor or a scent, they had an aha moment. Like because all throughout their life, they might walk into a situation and they would they would have a flavor or a smell. This doesn't happen for me all the time, although now that I'm aware, it like this weekend, um, my husband and I were at a... Um, we were in Tennessee with my stepson, and I smelled cinnamon buns the entire weekend. I did, like, I mean, in places where... It should have smelled like stinky men. It smelled like cinnamon, like a cinnamon dessert. And to the, like, initially I just thought it was coincidence. It takes me a while sometimes. (laughs) I thought it was just coincidence. But then as the weekend went on, I was like, Lord, what are you speaking to me about this? And it was so sweet because I felt like the Lord was like, you have been the safest, most comforting place for Levi and that's been a place for him to get healing and as you've done it for him you will do it for other people and that you know i wouldn't have even ever thought to even ask the lord about that smell two years ago but now i am sensitive to it and so i know and it wasn't i don't know if anyone else smelled it it might have just been me that smelled it internally but that's an example of the internal sense of, um, like, flavor or fragrance. I heard this great story, and I feel like it's worth sharing. Um, there was this uh, brother in England, and he was a street evangelist, and he actually looked a lot like a homeless person. He would just ministered on the street, and he um, was praying over this gentleman. And the gentleman said, you are wearing the same cologne that my dad used to wear. Well, this guy wasn't wearing any cologne. But because he knew God spoke in that way sometimes to people, his response was, Lord, how do you want to bless this man? And so he was able to talk about the nearness, the realness, of the Father God to this man, and there, and pray that over him. And this man had a powerful encounter with the Lord and came to know the Lord because of it. So that's that place again of like we hear in lots of different ways. Like we're all wired different, and God is a diver a God of diversity and beauty. But as I'm aware that God that He might speak to you differently that He speaks to me. Um, Or that on any given day, he might speak to me in a different way than I heard him last week. Then I'm more apt to pause, listen, and respond. Um, We meet in here on Wednesday mornings for Jesus Hour. We were not meeting this month, but um, I've had that happen sometimes in the place of prayer. That a smell—it felt like a smell came into the room, and um, one time last year, I just I felt like I smelled um, like a strong smell of eucalyptus, and I and I asked the Lord, you know, what what are you wanting to, us to pray over Antioch today? And and what we felt like as a group, the Lord was saying was that God wanted to expand our ability to breathe him in and let him dwell with us. So sometimes these smells can be triggers into helping us know what God's heart is and how to to move with him and how to align with what heaven's trying to bring to earth and then pray it in through our agreement with what the Lord's doing okay intuition and gut impressions um i this one maybe is hard to totally explain but i think a lot of us can relate to it like when you just have this feeling in you that something's not right like and uh, maybe everything like for me a lot of times like all the words are right but it's not right and you just know and that also is a way like that god speaks to us um i know like yeah and then probably all of us can think of examples of when that happened like for me it's like i was almost about to sign on the dotted line for a job and i was like i don't think something's not right and and then i asked the lord about it and it was like could you confirm this to me and what i want to say about all of our impressions we talked about testing everything and it going through the filter of does this line up with the word of god does this sound like the nature of god um, does it pass the judgment of talking to other people does it resonate with my spirit so any impressions we get, we are always testing them to be sure that it's the Lord. And so in this case, I went to someone else, and it was, it was like the Lord led me to the exact right person. And they were like, don't take that job. It's a fake. Like, like this, the, what they said they're going to give you, they're not going to give you. And it was like God saved me through that gut impression caused me to pause and not move into you know, that situation. Okay, I'm going to talk about mystical sensing and feeling. Um, And again, like to me, these all kind of, (sighs) they, it's not black and white. This is external. This is internal. This mystical feeling and sensing is, um, so when we discern and feel the spirit realm through our physical senses. And so um, there are several very out there biblical examples. Um, If you've read any of the Old Testament prophets, there's been things happening. You're like, how could that have happened? Um, And so, but what I want to say is that God still does some of this stuff today. Maybe, and, and, and when we talk about these things, we're not saying like a formula, like this is the way it has to happen. But we want to be open to the fact that God moves in ways that are beyond our understanding and, and sometimes are surprising to us. So um, I love this. Okay, so Exodus 16, 4, and this is when the manna came down from heaven. So then the Lord said to Moses, "I will rain down bread from heaven for you." The people of Israel called the bread manna from heaven. And it tasted like coriander seeds like wafers made from honey. Okay, have you ever thought about this before? But I mean, this is this is mysterious. Like this this provision from heaven for them, like, had, it, it wasn't created. Like, it was straight from heaven, and then it had a, a specific flavor that I think in a lot of ways probably spoke to them about, about the character of God and the sweetness of God. Um, and then we have an example in First 1 Kings 19.4. The prophet Elijah was awakened by an angel. And this is a touch, an example of touch. So um, Elijah lay down and fell asleep, and then an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. Um, And then we have an example of in Ezekiel 3, 1 through 3, Ezekiel was commanded to eat a scroll, which was described as honey in his mouth. Son of man, eat what is before you. Eat this scroll, then go and speak to the people of Israel. So, like, he ate an actual scroll. God told him to. So he opened his mouth, and he gave me the scroll to eat, and he said, Son of man, eat this scroll I am giving you and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it, and it tasted like honey in my mouth. Um. and And there are just there's a lot, there's New Testament examples as well of of angels touching people, waking people up. Um, so this would be the mystical realm touching the earthly realm. Um, Peter, this was kind of a reminder to me, Peter. When he was asleep in the jail and an angel struck him on the side and woke him up in the jail and said, go unlock the gates or the gates are unlocked. Um, There's also some metaphors. And I think like some of this is like I a lot of these verses, you think they're all metaphorical, but some of them could have been actual but maybe we've just never thought of them in that way. Um, revelation ten ten, I took and ate the little book, and in my mouth it was as sweet as honey. And um, that was John when he was getting a revelation from the Lord. Um, fragrances. So taste and fragrances. Um, have you ever been in a worship service and you smelled an actual aroma. Um, I think some people have had this experience. And and again, I'm going to say it again, there's not like one that's more spiritual. It's not more spiritual to have a mystical experience than it is to have a, a external smell like it's all just the beauty of us communing with God and communicating with him. Um some of the other ways that God speaks through our senses, and this is where why I said like to me, I don't, I have some of these things happen um, where you like have goosebumps, like you're maybe in a situation and you're praying for someone or you're listening to a sermon or maybe you're just out and all of a sudden you have, like, goosebumps. She called them God bumps in the, in the book. And, and you're like, Lord, what are you speaking? What are you doing? Why is this hitting me right now? Like, are you in this place? Like, what are you doing? And so, like, let's be more and more attentive to those things. And I said this the first week, like, it's good for us to talk about it. Like, that makes it authentic, like, when we're able to talk about it. Um, I, a lot of times, when I'm praying for people, not a lot, this doesn't happen every time, but sometimes when I'm praying for people, I will hear a tingle, feel a tingle in my ear, an actual tingle. And I've learned to lean in in that moment and be like, Lord, what are you saying? Sometimes I'll feel like something's on my head, like pouring out over my head. And I've learned to stay in that moment. And so, and, but, but I'm still growing. Like, and when we share with one another, we have more insights into how God might speak to us or how he did. And like, there's no shame in missing it, sometimes we all miss it, but we all want to be more and more in tune with the Lord. And we're not, um, like, as we, as we share with one another, we're able to, um, I think, have courage. I think what we're trying to give one another is courage to continue to seek him and to hear him and communicate with him and respond to him. Um, Burning heart. This is a good one. Luke 24, 27 through 32, when the disciples were on the road to Emmaus and they're with Jesus, but they don't know they're with him. And then later when he breaks bread with them and they go, what? Weren't our hearts burning within us when we were with him on the road? And I don't know exactly what that feels like. I mean, but we're, but Lord, help us to understand and to experience even within ourselves, like to be attuned when we have that, when we have that burning, like we're walking along doing our thing and then it's like, God, you're moving in some way. Slow down and just like listen And wait for what he has to say and respond to him. Okay. That's all I'm going to share from the chapters. (laughs) Sorry if it was a bit choppy tonight. I felt like it was a little bit all over the place. But I want us to have time to um, listen and receive from God tonight. And we're, like I said, the other weeks, like, this is this is so about us personally receiving from him and this is this these are things we can practice when we're alone with him but we can also practice with one another the there's benefits to both and when we practice with one another one thing that happens is we grow in confidence why so in and this could be like we're practicing hearing for one another Or it could be we're just praying together. We're just all listening together. The and I'm going to use Kathy Strawn as an example, because we pray together a lot on Wednesdays. And I can't tell you how often we're praying and we're trying to listen to the Lord and pray and she will pray exactly what I'm hearing in my mind. And what happens in that moment? I'm like, oh, I'm hearing God. Kathy's hearing God. We hear God. God's speaking. There's this thing that happens when we we do some of this together that gives us great confidence. And it defeats the schemes of the enemy to defeat us. Like, he wants to steal your moments for the Lord. He wants to steal revelations. He wants to shut you down before you even start communing with him. By telling him, like, what if you don't hear God? You don't hear God or that was just you like and we together we can defeat it. There's a power of us coming together to defeating the lies of the enemy. So that's a good reason to to practice it together. So for um, for our first activation tonight, I've got two volunteers that are going to pass out a little bag of jelly bellies to each table. If you don't eat sugar, I'm sorry. You'll have to um, use your imagination <laughs> for this. Um, so for this first activation, get your paper out. If you didn't bring paper, grab a card from the center of the table. And we're going to practice like we're, gonna, we're going to practice using our perception of flavor and experiencing the flavor to have a conversation with God. So everybody gets two jelly bellies. I think there's plenty at the table. Everybody get two. Huh? it's not they're not bad flavors they're good flavors they're good flavors (laughs) um and so this is external hearing but but really truly if you can't if you don't if you hate them you don't want to taste one you can do internal hearing that's okay too so i'll explain if you do it one or the other way so with the first I'm going to explain it, and then you can do it. I'll give you time to do each of them. With the first one you put in your mouth, I want you to ask the— I want you to experience the flavor, and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit what he's saying through the flavor about the Lord. And so the first thing I want— as you do that, I want you just to write the Lord. You are— Hmm. Um— (laughs) <laughs> okay so I practiced this today <laughs> I ate a brownie <laughs> and I was like Lord you are so comforting <laughs> I'm cracking myself up here See, um, there's a richness to the depth of you So it's not just like the actual flavor, but it's like what the flavor. We're asking the Lord, like what the flavor brings to mind. Um, Is that helpful? Okay. So you're going to start by that. You're going to start by writing that. Then when you finish writing to the Lord, just what he's saying about himself, what what you're hearing about the Lord, then you're going to take another one And you're going to ask the Lord about yourself, how he sees you, how he experiences your flavor. So, okay, I'm going to give an example. So, um, like, I tasted a lemon one, and it's like the Lord reminded me that I wake people up. That um, my attentiveness attentiveness to the Lord is like zest that wakes people up. That's something he loves about me. So with the second one you taste, you're going to ask the Lord how something about yourself that he loves. So start, and I'll give you guys about five minutes to do this. Three minutes to do it. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not eating the jelly bean, then just ask the Lord for a flavor to come to your mind. Okay. God describes us as fragrant offerings, and our lives have unique fragrances. Fragrances have meaning, and every created thing has a fragrance. Just as a fragrance can represent our lives, prayers, and substance to to God, it can also disclose God's hearts and thoughts to us. Um, and I was going to read 2 Corinthians two fifteen. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God, but this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom, but to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. Um, so for this next activation, I'm going to have us, I'm going to explain it and then we'll, we'll, split into threes. We're actually going to do it in, um, actually I was going to have Mandy come and demonstrate this. So for this next one, we are going to ask about the person that we're with. We're going to actually do this in threes because I think it'll be maybe encouraging to do it together. Um, We're going to ask, what is this person's fragrance to the Lord and to those around them? And so we're going to ask the Lord to give us a fragrance in our head. And then we're going to share that encouragement. And so not just like, just, just like pause for a minute and, and then let it it's just simple, like, I'm going to let you demonstrate it.
1: Just the fragrance? Uh-huh.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to talk loud. <laughs> I'll try to talk loud. There you go. Okay, okay. <laughs> I asked her beforehand if she would do it. And I did. Oh. <laughs> okay. And well, she's okay, g- doing a, a brief, and she's just doing it. It's just going to be brief, a brief encouragement.
1: So what I got was, I got, I smelled powder, like baby powder. (laughs) No, that is not where I'm going. (laughs) But what also came to my mind right away after that was the reminder that you're a grandma right now. And um, I think that he's just bringing to mind the fact that you're a grandma. And with that comes this experience, right? You haven't just been a mother, but now you're a grandma. So you've gone beyond just loving um, and growing your own children. You're now growing others' children. you're participating, being a part that but I think it's more than just your own kids you're doing this with other people like you bring along people and you mother them
0: hmm. really really well hmm. so. see that was really encouraging and she just went with the first thought that came into her mind and there's no pressure like and that's why I want us. to st- I, I think doing it in threes and it's okay to say, like, I'm not getting anything. It's okay to say that. like, Because we're all, like, practicing. But try just with what comes into your head and then ask the Lord, what is this about? How can I encourage them through this about the fragrance of Christ that they are? Yes. Um, let's just. Let's just do it for, for maybe the person to your left, but then if someone's struggling, we can help out. Does that sound good? Okay. So, And they're going to be short. So we're, I'm going to add on. We're going to do the three-minute timer, but I'll add on a minute after that. Does that sound good? So find two other people to pair with. Okay, I think everyone's found either two people or a partner to be with. And so just take a minute and then encourage, maybe go to the person on your left. So... Okay, it's at least time to move to the second person. Okay, if you haven't moved to the third person in your group, it's good to maybe let the last person get an encouragement.
1: Okay. Be wrapping up your
0: last one. Okay. I'm so proud of you guys. That was a branch out, like give yourself a hand. That was, that was a harder That was using a muscle that we don't usually use for a lot of us. That's not a way we usually interact with God. But I think that there's a benefit to us stretching ourselves and thinking in in expanded ways of ways that God might speak to us. So next time this next time you go to Bed, bath, and beyond, or no, 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 bath and body. Like, to have a little field trip. Let the Lord talk to you through that. Or at a spice shop or whatever, But or maybe when you're at at a meal. Like, take the time to, to ask the Lord, like, how he might be speaking to you. You want me to... There you go. Good? Yeah.
1: And those are really good. <laughs> Lord, sweet. All
0: right. We got 15 minutes. So, your table leaders, there's some questions on your tables. And um, we're going to dive into that. And then I'll wrap this up in about
1: 15 minutes and pray for us. Does that sound good? And you're welcome to eat the leftover jelly beans if you have any.